Welcome to the Continual Growth Podcast, where every day we bring you tips and tricks on how to kill every day and on your fucking life. It's episode 52. I'm your host, Ambawanka, and you know we're about to bring that hot fire. So today I'm joined by a special guest, Mafuz. How you doing, man? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me. Your intro rocks. Yeah, you like Just that? so you know, being in the podcast game, I appreciate a good intro, and that was the hypest intro I've seen thus far. Okay, okay. It's good to be here, brother. Thanks for having me, and thanks to the team for the hospitality. That was fantastic. I love your setup here. Okay, okay. It's good to have you on. Okay, so we met probably not too not too long ago, but we connected, and you know, we sat down, we talked. I got to know you a little bit better, found out a little bit more about yeah. your, your journey, and you've been on a personal development journey for the last nine years. Right. And I've already heard the story, and it's crazy to me, but I think it's going to be great when you're going to be able to share it with the audience and, and tell them everything that you've been through to get to, to where you are today. And one of, the, one of the really key things that always hits me, I say this every single morning after I finish reading my goals, and Tony Robbins says this, people often overestimate what they can do in a year and underestimate what they can do in a decade. Yeah. Right? So that's you're what, almost you're almost out of a decade. Yeah. Man, it feels that long, doesn't it? Yeah. So why don't you just uh just let us know like how your journey has been and, and, and what you've gone through. Yeah, you know, the ultimate story really comes down to a prime thesis that I share with everyone, which is if you don't like where you are, if you're not happy with the current state in your life, you should reinvent yourself. Mm-hmm. And reinvention really comes down to not actually becoming someone else, but reinvention be- is all about becoming your best self. And it's something that I've been pushing for um, the last eight, nine years, just based on my life story. You know, I came to Canada as an immigrant uh, at a very young age. I came from Saudi Arabia and my parents lived a very difficult life. You know, like we lived in a country where we were having an internal war. Um, I remember being about five years old and my dad would come and put a plastic sheet and a gas mask over my head. And, you know, he would always just make sure I was secure in case there was some debris falling on me based on the war that's happening. And I remember waking up the next day and I would come out to the streets and my neighbor's building would be broken down. Like it would have been shot down and I was lucky and so fortunate to be alive. So my parents brought me here to start a new life. So they've reinvented themselves in many ways. It may not be the same concept to them. They may not have called it reinvention. To them, it was just surviving. So to me, I use that to show my parents that that risk and that change that they made in their life was worth it. So a lot of me, a lot of me adjusting in this country and starting from scratch and doing all the things I wanted to do really just came down to reinventing myself and positioning myself in the right place. Oh man, I like that. I like how you always just say like reinventing yourself. And I think that's, that's what the, that's what this whole personal development is, is, is all about. It is. Yeah. So. Take us back to, to where it all started when you just thought to yourself, like, it's time to, it's time to reinvent myself. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my big thing is I'm such a, sh- I'm like a super shy introvert. Like, you know, if, if it was three years ago right now, mm-hmm. I couldn't even come out here and do a podcast. I would be, I'd get too much anxiety and I still get a bit of it. I just got better at managing it. So I remember being at university and I was the shyest kid in the room. I would be one in 500 students and I was failing I was going through breakup, like I just broke up with my long-term relationship. I was just unhappy in life. There's a lot of deaths that were happening around me. And I remember just sitting there silently as an introvert, just wishing that someone would lend me a helping hand. 
Like someone would just be like, listen, you're not looking good. You, something is wrong and I want to help you. Can I give you that assistance? Now, I was too shy to ask for help and I never got that help. So I decided that when I was shattered into a million pieces, I would like pick myself up again, that reinvention and reinvent myself to becoming the person that I could be happy and proud of. So I got kicked out of university because of low grades. I got put on academic probation. I decided to hit the reset button and go back to Sheridan College. And when I went into Sheridan College, I saw that as an opportunity. Like no one knew me anymore, right? All my high school friends that went on to university moved on. And I saw that as an opportunity to be anyone who I wanted to be. So I decided to position myself as someone that would be the lending help, lending helping hand to other people. You know, I got a huge soft side for introverts. When I see someone shy, even at a party, like I feel the need to go up and say what's up to them. Um, I just want to help other people. So I started an initiative called Project Reinvention. Mm -hmm. And then I would speak at a series of events just to help other individuals, even if they don't raise up their hand. Even if I know they're silently sitting there and you can see like a teardrop running down their face because they really feel the message. I just try to go out there and speak out to them and help them as much as I can. That's amazing. That's amazing. Okay. So what was the... What would you say was like the real, the real kicker that got you to, to really make that change? And, and what are some of the things that you started doing? Yeah, the, the biggest thing that I learned, um, number one, is the fact that there is actually great resources out there. Like everyone feels like they need to reinvent the wheel and come up with their own resource. Yeah. There's actually so many great things out there like books. Um, you know, I walked in here and I was blown away by all the books that you have here. It really shows and is an attestment to all the things that you guys do for personal development. But they're out there. And if you're not willing to go out there, I start questioning, do you really want that change bad enough? Mm-hmm. And this, the first thing that I learned as I was starting to pick up books and on my personal development journey is the concept of knowing your why. Right. Why do you want to actually make this change? What is it for you? And a lot of people will first come out and say, oh, I want to make a lot of money. I want to drive a nice car. I want to wear nice jewelry, all that good stuff. But then you start realizing that when times get hard and they always get hard, you start noticing that people start quitting and they come up with excuses like, oh, I don't need that much money. I make enough to just get by. I don't need that nice car. My car runs just fine. And they find reasons to quit. But if you have something like my parents that came from Saudi Arabia to Canada, risked, threw everything away and brought me and gave me the opportunity to start a new life. When my why is that when times get tough, I can never look my mom in the eye and tell her I'm giving up on her. Like, how are you going to give up on that? How can you make up little excuses when times get hard to give up? And when you start discovering what that why is for you, for me, it was my parents. For other people, it might be different things, is you're going to go through a lot of tedious tasks, right? Like, I do marketing for a living. I have to write a lot of documents, a lot of letters, a lot of time on the road that I'm not crazy about, mm-hmm. but I know the long-term goal is worth it because I always keep my mind on where I'm going to get to, not where I'm at right now and what I need to do. Yes, yes. And I think that like that really affects a lot of people. Like Everybody just wants it right now. Yeah. And, and when you look at someone that's, that's doing what you're doing, you always think, oh man, I wish I was doing that. But you don't see all the things that they do that they could even hate doing, but they do because... They know they need to do it. Right. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's, it's like, it's, it's a, it's a big thing knowing that you, I have to do it. That's why I'm going to do it. Not because maybe you don't love it, but you love what's going to come yeah, from it. Yeah. And it's like, what do you have to lose? Right. Like get yourself out there and try these things out. I'm really pushing culture to get to a point where you're not just showing the finish line. You're not just showing yourself hold, holding up the trophy and the, the vacations. I actually want to show the grind. So like I'm a heavy Instagram user. Like I'm obsessed with it. Like I could probably give away coffee, but not Instagram. You know, it got that bad. But to me, it's like, I love using Instagram to show day to day stuff. 
right? Like me actually walking in the cold to come up here right now, me actually going on the long drive, me actually spending the hours recording and spending time with people. Um, you know, like it shows the grind and the grind sometimes gets lost when everyone is showing the glory. Mm-hmm. So I want to get us to that point where the culture is more speaking about the work that they're putting in than actually what they get as a result of the work. Because you're right, instant gratification, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone expects it tomorrow. Yeah. It's like, I woke up, I did work, so I should be rewarded by the end of day. But I always say, like, what if your goal was supposed to appear on 2021, but you gave up on 2018? Mm-hmm. Right? It didn't work on 2018, and you said, this doesn't work anymore, I'm giving up. What if it just took two more years, but you didn't have the patience for it? So the patient goes a long way and it's sad sometimes. It really is sad with how many people, even I personally know that give up and don't want to continue doing the things that they could have been doing just because it didn't come in in the first year. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I always say is like, the only way that you're going to fail is if you give up. Yes. As long as you so just true. keep working, you're, you're going to f- fail along the way. But as long as you just keep going, you're going to hit those obstacles. You're going to get past those obstacles and those are going to be the greatest teacher along the way. You nailed it. Like failure needs to happen. You need to go through hard times to appreciate the good times, right? If everything fell on your lap and you got everything the way you wanted to, you would never appreciate it. Why do we bother getting better and getting books up on our shelves and spending time listening to audio blog or going to the gym and working on ourselves if everything we wanted just lined up the way it's supposed to? And that's what the problem that I have with people whose ultimate goal is just happiness. Like if you're just trying to get happy, and that's all you're trying to do. Once you get to a level where you're like, I'm happy, you stop growing. You stop trying new things. You're comfortable. You take your foot off the gas. When I think about all the things I've done, whether it was writing my book or whether it was starting Project Reinvention or the podcast, all of these things actually started at the worst points in my life, mm-hmm. right? Like I started Project Reinvention because I was in pain and I got kicked out of university. I wrote my book because I was engaged and the engagement ended and I felt that I needed therapy. So I wrote down the book. I actually completed my book, believe it or not, in 14 days. Yeah. yeah, so a lot of people bring it in and they're like, how on earth did you do this? I wrote the book from the very beginning, the first word to getting it up on a shelf in 14 days because I was fired up. I was fired up by the pain, brother. And that's, a, that's what a lot of people don't see. They think, oh, you know, you're just motivated. You're thinking of the good times. Mm-hmm. But the pain is what fires you up too. And some people ignore that. Do you feel like the time when the best things are going to happen is, is when you have your back against the wall? I, I truly think so. And this is harsh sometimes. And I remember I said this on a TV show and a lot of people asked me questions about it. I said that I truly hope that every single person experienced heartbreak once in their life. Mm-hmm. Just once. You know, you don't have to go through it multiple times because that's just torture. But just once because the amount of things that you learn when you're shattered into a million pieces and you need to like build yourself up and truly become the person you want to be, you learn so much. You're not as sensitive to pain in hard times, right? Like when you get, when you're down and out, you know exactly how to bounce back. Like I went through a hard breakup when I was in university and that was just a girlfriend. Then my engagement ended a couple of years ago. And you know what? I recovered quicker from the engagement than my relationship because I've been, I've been through it, Mm -hmm. right? I've been trained mentally. I knew how to bounce back and just get myself together. So when you start getting that side of your life together, you're, you're such a strong person that a lot of people can't keep up with. Okay. Okay. And so recently when we were talking, you told me, you know, you were, you, you were working at, you were working at Tim Hortons. Yeah. Every yeah. morning you waked up, you, you hated the day. You felt like you were depressed. So if someone's in a similar situation or something like that, as someone who's been there and got out of it, what would you say to them? 
I would push the hours of 5 p.m. to 11 p.m. for everyone. I think that's the most underrated hours in a day. Everyone thinks about the 9 to 5 hustle because that's what the society tells you is the modern times for you to grind. And everyone treats 5 to 11 as happy hour and spend time with their friends and party. Um, 5 to 11 is the perfect time for you to grind and do the things that you want to do. Right. So this is where you could close distractions like you don't have to be working. You don't have to be answering calls. You can put everything on silence and just put your time in. And a lot of people are not taking advantage of that. When I was working at Tim Hortons, I was I was going through depression. Like I remember getting up in the morning, morning, seeing myself in the mirror and just being like, I don't want to go on with the day. Like, is it okay if I go back to bed and I get fired? Maybe that'll be better than actually going in and making money. Like, that's how much I hated the job. Now, I'm not going to knock it and say I didn't learn anything from it because I learned a lot while working at Tim Hortons, even as someone just pouring coffee. I learned a lot about customer service. But I also realized for me to get out of it, I needed to make minimum income at Tim Hortons and then use 5 p.m. to 11 p.m. to do the things I want to like work on project reinvention, secure some speaking gigs, write my book. Like all the magic has happened between the hours of 5 p.m. and 11 p.m. And I push that to everyone. Like if you're not using those hours, you're limiting yourself to eight hours of distractions to actually do all the things that you want to do. Mm-hmm. Right. Like we're here right now, but we also met on a weekend. Right. We yeah. also met at lunch. Yeah. Right. We, we met up at Toronto at lunch and we didn't have to. It was Saturday. We could have been doing anything, but we chose to get together and chat. And man, I learned so much about you and I gained so much respect. Um, I love this. There's so many things about you I love. And, I, you know, I'm in the podcast game, too. So I want to even ask you some questions if that's OK. Uh, <laughs> some of them being like, I love your punctuality. Like, I want to admire that so much. There has never been a single conversation or a meeting that we've had that you haven't been on time or early. Thank you. Man. You know that, right? Like, when, when I'm on the road and I was like, yo, you're going to call me at 3.30 p.m., I literally look at my clock, turn from 3.29 p.m. to 3.30, and my phone rings. Yeah. And there you are. When we decided to meet for lunch, you were already at the restaurant. Like, I, I admire that so much about you. How do you maintain that? How do you build that habit? Because I did a podcast episode, if you listen to it, where I'm actually ranting about how pissed I was at my friends for being late. Yeah. And, like, I want to turn the table around and actually admire the people who are doing it right. So how do you do it? Okay, first of all, I want to say thanks because this is something I really had to work on. Like, growing up, I was late. I was Mr. Late. Like, yeah. I was always late it doesn't matter like people are just saying yo he's gonna be late everyone knows i'm gonna be late and it wasn't until i got until i was probably like 22 or 23 when i was when i was working on the oil rigs and i found out like if you're late your ass is getting fired Mm -hmm. yeah so i started learning a lot about time management and how to be on time and then i started um when i went into personal training i learned like then i'm working one-on-one with clients so i'm never i never want to be late because i don't want them to be late because right I started understanding, like, if I'm late for, for, for a meeting, that means I don't respect this person's time. So how could I ever want them to respect my time if I don't respect their time? It's the ultimate sign of disrespect. Yeah. Right? When you're late, you're saying that your time is not important enough for me to actually show up there when I'm supposed to. Yeah. Like, it's a slap in the face. Yeah. And I think, well, like, one of the biggest things yeah. is... um. Is having something to do when you get somewhere early. Interesting. Yeah. Because like I used to always be like, ah, I can stay here and do whatever I'm doing here. Let me keep working on whatever I'm doing. But I learned to just just cut it off, go wherever you need to go and have things to do 
while you're waiting. That's awesome. So what are you doing in that? Like, are you reading a book? Are you writing an email? What are you uh, doing it, while it waiting? Could be anytime. So, so a lot of times I like to listen to podcasts or audio book while I'm, while I'm walking or waiting or whatnot. Sometimes I like to, I like to work out my brain. So I'll, I'll do something like a Sudoku puzzle or maybe play like a, a little, a little chess game or something. Yeah. Like you're an, imp- you're an impressive dude. You really are. Like it's, it's so rare to see people come in and be that punctual. The other thing that was interesting is um, I asked you where you want to do lunch and where'd you pick? Hopscotch. Hopscotch. Yeah. You are true to your fitness. Like yeah. you're the only one <laughs> that I've ever met that literally has suggested a healthy place to meet. Like it'll usually be a fast food joint or a, or a restaurant where they give you burgers and fries. Yeah. You know, this year I've went on my own mission where um, you know, just to get over my whole introvert self, like I continue practicing what I'm preaching, which is reinvent myself to get to the best me. Mm-hmm. So I decided that I was going to go out and just meet as many people as I can. So anyone that would message me on Instagram for a sit down, yeah. I would just make it happen. Right. And I met so many people. And even though I'd fight through my anxiety, I was amazed by two things. Like number one, people are so freaking nice. Right? There's so many yeah. polite people in the world where I know a lot of attention goes to negativity and they're the ones that get spotlighted because they said something vulgar. But people are so freaking nice, man. Like the amount of gratitude that goes around. Like I-, I sit down with someone and I'll tell them what I'm planning to do and they'll actually call me the next day and be like, I know someone that can open that door for you. Let me hook you up. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's amazing. So I try to give back. But number two, man, punctual- punctuality is not a thing. <laughs> like yeah. no one comes yeah. on time. And I try to forgive them. Like if someone's 25 minutes late, I actually leave. Like I've done that a couple of times. Um, but when someone's late, I try to forgive them, but yeah. they know, I, I always guide them to that podcast episode where I'm like ranting about my friends being late. Yeah. So, so they know, so hats off yeah. to you, man. Like thank you're strict you. to your, towards your fitness and all the stories you put out there with you running. Um, you choose a healthy place and you're on time. Like you have definitely worked on yourself and you're a prime example of personal development. Thanks, man. Thanks. But it's at the end of the day, it all comes down to like, to your goals. You know what I mean? If my goals say, um, I work out a certain amount of times a week or I want to be a, a certain physical, like, uh, I, I want to look a certain way. I have to do things yes. that line up with my goals, right? So one of those things is, is go for that run, get the, get your body moving, get the, and, and the main thing is that like running is, it's a skill. And it's something like I've had it my whole life, right? And there was one day I tried to, I would try to run and I was losing it. This was back before I started running. And I said, I don't want to lose this. Yeah. Like, this is something I want to keep. Right. So I started running and ever since then I've, I've been running. You're the only one that I consistently tap on Instagram stories and you're running in the middle of the streets in the winter. <laughs> no, no one does that. So, so it's cool, man. Like you're practicing what you preach. Like does anyone can start a podcast show and talk about things they read in a book and, you know, like repeat it on a microphone, but you're actually showing it every single day. And I think it's the coolest thing ever. Um, I really push for action. And I really push for people trying new things. And I think those two are key. Um, you know, this podcast is a prime example. You started your show and I started my show roughly around the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, I wrapped up season one and I'm starting off season two this month. And I'm excited. But this would have never come to reality and into like fruition if we didn't actually put it into action and start it. Yeah. Right. What was what was your motive? I mean, mine was all about really wanting to share my message. But why did you start yours? Do the podcast? Yeah. Oh, I, you know, I love helping people. Yeah. I love helping I can tell. people. And I just realized, like, if, if I'm able to do this and I have this program that works, like, all you have to do is just focus on one thing, start improving your habits, and I can see this crazy change that's happening in me, and then my friends start doing it, I can see a crazy change that's happening in my friends, then all of us are like, man, we got we to gotta get more people involved in this so that they can start seeing this change because... 
Like I've always, I always wanted to change. I just had no clue how, you know what I mean? Yeah, I yeah. didn't know the things that you need to do, but you start learning what you need to do. And every single time you learn something new, it you get better to, over time. Yeah, and it leads to yeah. something else. Yeah. And it's scary to think how many people are, haven't started a show just because they haven't got it right. Mm-hmm. Right. Like they haven't figured out how to master it. I think perfection is, could be your worst enemy. Yeah. Like I am curious about how you feel about this. I always talk about how, if you obsess over perfection, you'll never get anything done, right? And there's a pop- popular saying that um, a painter needs to know when to stop painting because yeah. you can keep painting and you can feel like, oh, maybe I should add a bit more blue. Maybe I should add a few more birds. Maybe I should clean this up. But by the end of it, you never put that painting out there. So you need to know when to step away from it. I think that applies to everything, right? Like the podcast show would have never happened if you were waiting to get to this level of your setup, mm-hmm. right? You would have waited 50 episodes later that yeah. you could have, you would have never released as a result of it. So yeah, I, I push hard against don't obsess over perfection. Like let action do its part and get better over time. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now you've gone through this, you've gone through this uh, crazy change and uh, you're killing it in life. Tell us a little bit about, uh, what you're up to now, like on a day to day. Yeah. My, my big thing right now is kicking off season two. I love doing something epic every year, mm-hmm. you know, something epic every year. And that's one thing I've become a big fan of. Um, I have a rule of thumb that's make yesterday jealous. Like yesterday wishes it was today. Like today we're recording a podcast. Yesterday is now jealous and wish it could have been that epic. So my thing is always try to make the next year more epic than the previous. Uh, last year I released a book. And this year I started my podcast. I'm excited to see what comes out of next year. Um, a big part of it has um, been very interesting that the day I released my book, I think a lot of things in my life has changed. Uh, the book has opened up a lot of doors for me. Everyone's been reading my story. It's got a lot of distribution. A lot of people have picked it up. And now they're inviting me to speak at events. Sometimes it's events of how do you write a book. Sometimes it's events about things I talked in my book, like personal development. And sometimes it's just stories about like, wow, you've done some amazing things in marketing. I want to learn a lot more about it. So really now I'm just starting to see the fruits of my labor. And you're right. I've been doing it for nine years, Mm -hmm. right? Let's take that in for a second. I've been doing it for nine years. And only in the last two years have I been getting the benefits of all the work I've been putting in the nine years. Now, the benefits are massive scale. Like I've never been at a better position in my life based on the things that I'm doing. I'm in better shape than I used to be. Like I had a lot of weight on me. I was broke. And I remember like, I love that you said I love helping people because I was the same way. Even though I was broke, I would have like 200 bucks left to pay the rent and I would still give that to someone because I said, saw them send, set up like a GoFundMe account and I wanted to help their cause. So I would rather be in debt and help someone than actually not help someone and have money in my, in my pocket. So it came to that point where now I'm just trying to scale. You know, first I started speaking at event and events and that was like 30 to 100. Then I started writing a book so now people can read the story when they can't come out to my events. And now podcast has gone massive where using the community that I've built, I've been able to spread the word through audio where people are now listening to it while walking the dog or going for a run. You know, when you're going on your massive, uh, you know, maniac Toronto runs that I can never do, um, I like to think those people with headphones on are listening to my podcast. So it's really about taking it up to another level. And I love our community. Like you're one of the many people in our community that's been incredible. Um, anyone that keeps up with my Instagram sees a lot of people I take selfies with. That's because I'm constantly meeting people in the community. We have such a group, amazing group of people that are just helping each other out. I want to use now the bit more of a celebrity that I didn't have before. I want to use that to actually put other people on. Mm-hmm. And I want to give people shout outs when I see them doing some great things like what you're doing with this podcast. I want to put you out there so that my community could get familiar that there is other resources like your epic podcast to get them to where they want to. They don't have to feel like they're in it alone. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now you've been through you've been through this this crazy journey 
And what would you say are some some key habits or rituals that helps you get to where you are today? Yeah, a, a big one for me. Uh, this is this is so simple, but it's so underrated. Is actually getting your your fitness and your sleep in order, mm-hmm. right? And I know you can preach about fitness better than I can, so you might need to continue this in future episodes. But you know, when you get in shape, you learn so much that you can apply to your life, right? Like you learn discipline, you learn how to. Um, plan your time zone time out so that you can make fit in other things. Like how do you make time to fit in the the routine of going back to the gym and getting stuff done? You can apply that to anything else like starting a company, writing a book, creating a podcast. You get so many things done that way. So I have a routine of every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I'm at the gym between five to eight. Um, I go with a, uh, a colleague of mine that we keep each other accountable and then sleep. Like sleep so underrated and it's scary when people see what I do all the time and, you know, between speaking at events and other podcasts and other things that I do, it seems like I don't sleep, mm-hmm. but I push eight hours of sleep so hard. Like I may get up early, but I'll make sure I go to sleep early that night just to make sure I get here. I knew that I was coming out here today to record this episode. Yeah. I made sure I went to bed early at night because I wouldn't be doing my part in this episode if I didn't sleep and I came in and tired, right? Like I owe it to you as a guest to come in and get my rest. So when, whenever you have things coming up, rest is important because if you don't have the energy to do the things you want to do, remember that 5 p.m. to 11 p.m. I talked about? Yeah. You're not going to use that. You're going to say, I'm too exhausted. I'm going to stay in. I'm going to nap. And uh, that those are the biggest habits that I encourage everyone to get into. Even if fitness is not for the sake of becoming jacked and ripped when you're walking around, um, it's just about getting your discipline in order. Like You get so much self-control that I never had until I started doing this. You must be the same way with your fitness. Yeah, man, for sure, for sure. Okay, so now we're coming we're coming to the end of this. We're getting close to the end. So what's one piece of advice that you would give to someone who's who's maybe oh, struggling man. right now? Yeah. Just actually for anybody, what's one piece of advice that you would give? This comes back to my initial thesis. If you're not happy with any area of your life, anything, whether it's relationships, whether it's your fitness, whether it's your financial Find a way to reinvent yourself. There are incredible resources out there. You know, we have the beauty of a cell phone device and a website that's unknown to a lot of people called Google.com. You go on that website, you type in what you're looking for and look for the resources that are available. There are incredible things out there. And of course, there's also people like myself um, and other other great shows and other events that you can reach out to in order to get help. There is no reason you need to feel like you're in it alone. Just reinvent yourself as you go. What was that, like three advices? Whatever, man. <laughs> that, we, we're we're going to collect that together. It was good advice. <laughs> no, no, that was good. That was good. Okay, so now where can people find you? Yeah, Instagram is my go-to. Um, my name is Mufuz C on Instagram. That's M-A-H-F-U-Z-C. I'm also a host of a show called Ride With Me, so you can also check out that podcast. Um, and, man, listen, I, I just want to give you guys a lot of love. Everything you guys do with Continual Growth is something that I'm such a big fan of. Like I'm on the personal development journey and I remember six years ago looking for resources and I wish I found a podcast like yours back then because I started listening to some episodes. I caught up as I knew I was coming into this show and I'm so inspired by what you guys do and the stories that you share, like big ups. And I really hope that a lot of people pay more attention to the other episodes you have here. Okay, okay. Thanks Thanks a lot, man. Thanks a lot. Thanks for coming on the show. You're here to hear from Mafuz. And today was just all about reinventing yourself. Like, it doesn't matter. All you have to do is you just got to take that first step. You got to start making that action. You got to, you just got to do something. Don't just yes, sir. sit there and, and complain 
Go out there, make something happen, live your best life. So, December 19th, we got our growth talk coming up. Don't forget, um, if you need a, we got a promo code for you. It's Pod Talks. You're gonna get 50% off. Get your tickets. Uh, this is coming out on December 18th, so it's gonna be the next day. So you better hurry. Hopefully, we're not already <laughs> sold out. Get on it. And other than that, if you need growth coaching, you're somebody who's who's hardworking, you're motivated, you just don't know which way to go, we got you. We'll help you make that plan. We'll help you start moving forward. We'll help you create goals. And other than that, kill every day and own your fucking life. Bless up.